Welcome back, everybody. This is your host, Emma. Oh, and Angelina. I'm sorry. I was controlling music. It's okay. <laughs> and today we are joined by our special guest. Coach Stevenson. Okay. So today we're going to be kind of talking about a broad topic, um, kind of mental health. And from there on, we'll just go on with our conversation. So, <sighs> okay. So, just to kind of give a little background, Mr. Stevenson is a lit teacher, correct? Yes. And you also coach basketball, correct? And track, yep. And track. Busy guy. Yes, very busy. Okay. Sorry, I'm just adjusting everybody so that we can hear each other equally. Okay. And there's that. Okay. Angelina, you... Mm. You, you ready? Uh, I just need to make sure I have enough music. I think it's fine. Because uh, if it goes to my like songs. Oh. Yeah. It's okay. Anyways. <laughs> um, so thank you for joining us today. Of course. So let's get started. Okay. <laughs> you're the one with the questions? Well, yeah, but yeah, <laughs> I want to make sure you're ready too. I am. Okay. So we're going to start off with a couple questions, and then from there we'll flow through our conversation. Sure. So, as a high school teacher, seeing that mental health is a big problem for teens, how do you handle all that in your classroom? <sighs> That's, like, a very large question. <laughs> also a super important question. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I think the biggest thing for me is try to remind myself to lead into every situation with empathy. Mm-hmm. That makes sense, right? So, yeah. I try to, like, lead into every, not just, like, whole relationships with students but like every interaction with the fact that I'm ignorant to how their morning was mm-hmm. or I'm ignorant mm-hmm. to how the rest of their day is going to turn out or what they have to deal through day to day so I just try to like remind myself that everybody is going through something different mm-hmm. um and I mean just like everybody else in the world I've gone through stuff too yeah. so like I think I'd like just try to like not paint their picture for them that makes sense so I like just try mm-hmm. to lead in that situation and I just like honestly know that like 10th grade English language arts might not be the most important <laughs> thing that happens that day for them yeah. and, that, and, and that's okay um so I to answer your question I don't know have like a big you know what's the solution to this problem mm-hmm. but I do know in my small space in classroom I try to just keep it like an open environment to where they're allowed to express what they're feeling to me, if not to everybody else. But at the very least, that they're comfortable in knowing that, like, hey, if they need to shut it down for the day, like, they're not feeling up to it, that they can have that honest conversation with me. Yeah. And even if they don't want to, like, spill everything, they can be mm-hmm. like, hey, coach, just, I'm just not in it today. And I'm like, cool, man, just go over there, chill out, and we'll circle back. Yeah. So I try to, like, offer a hand of empathy, um, not paint their picture for them, but also just – you know, be there for them when I can in whatever space that is. Mm -hmm. And I think, not to ramble, but I do think that, (laughs) like, reminding myself also that, like, my role for every student's different. Mm -hmm. 
and that like I'm not going to romanticize my role as a teacher, right? Like I would love to like I I try to be the teacher that like you know like is there for my students, has a caring uh, atmosphere in the classroom, mm-hmm. holds a hand out, but also like I try not to like push this savior complex on <laughs> kids too, right? Yeah, like I'm yeah, not yeah. like then I'm just. I try to be the guy mm-hmm. in the room that can help you out if you need help. But yeah. I try not to, like, over-romanticize that. Yeah, that yeah I believe yeah. that's valuable to have as a teacher, like, at least one teacher in your schedule that you can rely on. Because yeah. there's a lot of teachers that just care about your grades. Mm-hmm. And because they have so many students, they can't, like, you know, have an environment like that. Yeah. Especially having a new school, like, not wanting to break any of the rules. Mm-hmm. Um I think it speaks a lot about your character also because, like, I think every time, like, when I'm going, like, to the media center, I'm up there towards your classroom, or anybody that passes your classroom, you see a good bit of students in there just to relax and honestly just take a break because they know that's a safe environment to do so. So that's – but that was um, really good. I appreciate that. Awesome. Yeah, thank you. Okay. And then so the second – whoa. Second question. (laughs) Sorry. English is hard. (laughs) <laughs> it's um how do you bring up the question about like or like when asking a student or just somebody in general like how are you f- doing mentally or how are you just doing how do you bring about that question seeing as most people have or kids teenagers struggle with bringing up that question especially to adults or answering that question yeah i think it's like a hard thing to do um but also super simple. But it's hard to do if you don't, like, establish a relationship with your kid first. So, like, um, and I do ask my kids, or I try to, like, if I can tell them one of them's off, um, I try to make sure that I approach them and, like, you know, I check on them. And I try to just, like, do that naturally anyway. But I think more important than that is, like, how do you build a space to where they'll tell you the truth, mm-hmm. right? So, and it doesn't need to be, like, all the gritty details of the truth but how do i as a teacher build i think i have 128 kids on my schedule how do you build 128 kids a relationship with 128 kids to where they're comfortable being like hey man i'm just not in it today whether that's like as much as they want to talk i let them talk as little as they want to say that's fine but how do i first in those August and September, I always say, are the most important months as a teacher. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, like, your go time to really, like, invest and pour in so that they'll feel comfortable and pouring back. So I think it's really that front-loading all of that work makes asking the question easy. Like, if you – and I, not to pat myself on the back or anything like that, but I do think, <laughs> like, fine. if you ask some of my students, like, I think a large majority would – think that talking to me is not a scary thing right yeah or like I I wouldn't I hope they wouldn't think that I'm an unapproachable person so I think like trying to convince them early on that you're pouring into them as people versus them as academics Mm -hmm. and you can do both yeah um and sometimes it's hard to like find that balance and sometimes truthfully and maybe this is I don't know who you talk to as a positive or negative thing, but sometimes I trade out pouring in them to m- pouring into them as academics over pouring into them as people. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as like checking on them, 
but and that also like might like change the rigor in my classroom and there's probably some things I could probably clean up in that area for sure but I do think that front loading the relationship work right and I mm-hmm. and I say work because I do think it, it's something that like from a teacher's perspective it has to be intentional because mm-hmm. even if you're just like a naturally social and caring and whatever type person like to try to form some type of relationship with 120 people in like a condensed amount of time is like hard especially when oh you're yeah. supposed to be like t- teaching you know yeah so and I'm not saying that I have 128 like super close relationships with all of my kids um that's like the goal um but I do hope that most of them think that my classroom is an open space. Mm-hmm. And once you, like, kind of create that environment, when you do ask, hey, how are you doing? Like, I think that, like, can, like, really make a difference, I guess. Mm-hmm. But also, the, I think that question is not even, like, I don't think it's as mystified as a question as we make it seem, right? Yeah. It's not like, oh, like, how do you, like, go about, like, trying to check yeah. on and see how these people are doing every day, like, I just ask them. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, like, it's <laughs> not like, right? It's, it's not, not really a strategy to it. You just right. have to ask. I think um, a lot yeah. of people, yeah, you're right, and mm-hmm. it is, but I think a lot of people think of it as just like, oh, you have to be so careful when approaching it, when honestly, just asking is okay. Because a lot of people are just like, if I ask them, maybe they'll start, like, they'll get upset. No, just ask. It's okay. Well, and I will say, too, to add with that, I think that, the one part about that is when you do ask, you have to be okay with whatever response you get. Mm-hmm. So I think yeah. that it's not always like fear of asking, it's fear of the response, right? So when you create an open environment, like you have to like be ready for, like nobody wants to hear like, and I don't mean this in a bad way, but like nobody wants to hear that their like students are struggling. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, that sucks. Like that's not like a good thing to hear. Yeah. But also, like, it's important to know the truth. Um, but the flip is, too, like, you know, you ask some students and they, like, roll their eyes at you and act like you're an idiot, too. So you got to, yeah. like, and, that, and that's just, like, people are different. Mm-hmm. And everybody's going through different things. So you have to, like, I think you kind of have to have a thick skin a little bit when it comes to, like, some of the potential, quote, unquote, disrespect. But also, I'm, like, personally just not a very... My ego is very small. <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I don't know if that's a good or bad thing at times, but, like, I, it's like, oh, whatever. Like, I'm not, like, I don't feel, like, personally attacked if a kid, like, rolls their eyes or, like, says yeah. something on their breath. And I think that does happen, like, whenever you do, like, do those type of things. And I think something to, like, for me to try to remember, I know this might be hard, and maybe it's not. I'm not going to speak for all students, but it might be hard to remember, like, you know, your teachers are, like, people, too. Yeah. So, like... When they do, like, try to, like, care and reach out and pour in, they're, in a sense, they're still putting themselves in, like, a vulnerable position, mm-hmm. right? So I think just being comfortable being in a vulnerable space is, like, something that's, like, a place where we want to get our students to, but it's hard to do if you don't model that, yeah. right? So I try to model that with my students, like, to pour empathy in, but also, like, not a teacher that, like, shares my whole life story or anything. Well, yeah. But also, I think, like, to know that, like, I, and I, honestly, I do think that, like, students are more 
intuitive and honestly just smarter socially than a lot of teachers give them credit for. So I feel like a lot of times students know when like a teacher's being genuine mm. versus when they're like playing the teacher role. You know yeah. what I mean? So I just try my best to just like minus probably I'm like filtering out some cuss words and other things. I try to, for the most part, be like the most of myself in the classroom that is allowed, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. So um, I think like just staying like genuine um, with my students is like allowed me access to them that I wouldn't have otherwise, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm, because I have friends in your class that are comfortable being in your class. Yeah. And I think you are known as a teacher throughout 10th, like the 10th, grade class as a chill person and a, like a class you want to be in yeah. because I don't think anyone has complained about his class no like no. from what I've heard even people who don't even have your class like I'm a junior so well, junior yeah. so of course I wouldn't have your class because you teach 10th graders but I heard from other people that like they're experiencing your classroom and so I was like hmm, he seems pretty cool and then once I actually got to meet you I was like okay and usually I'm somebody who doesn't like talking to teachers I like Unless I have to. Sure. So, like, talking to you, it was, like, really easy. I was like, oh, okay, so this isn't that bad. So it was, like, you had that kind of, like, what's the word? Like, energy that was just, like, you were very easily talkable. Approachable. Approachable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there it is. Dyer, yeah. I couldn't think of the word. <laughs> I don't know. I was going to say vibe. Because <laughs> oh, that's yeah. what I go with. <laughs> yeah, yeah, me too. I could, like, one hand, I could count how many teachers I would go to. If, like, I had a bad day. And one of them's not even my teacher. It's Miss Oliver. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I got two. No, three. One of them is my teacher. Two of them are teachers. One of them is not. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, I think, I'm going to out of word this. I do think that, like, it's important to have those people in the building. Mm-hmm. I do think, too, though, I'm not trying to defend teachers after this. <laughs> but um, I do think that, like, you know, it is, like, I think I'm lucky in a sense because, like, I'm, like, just as new as everybody else. Um, I mean, everybody is new here, but, like, I wasn't in Forsyth last year. Um, uh. And so I was at Alpharetta last year. And before that last year was my first year of teaching, right? And so I'm a younger guy, and I – Moved to Forsyth because I really want to be here, but also my girlfriend, I guess, fiance, now she teaches in Forsyth, so I moved up this way. So I knew, like, this was going to be, like, new place, like, you know, so I've, like, done a lot of new. Yeah. Like, recently. Like, this is my third school, if you count my student teaching in three years. Oh. Right? Oh, wow. Yeah, so, like. That's a lot of people <laughs> to get to know. Yeah, That's so. a lot of things to do. And right, so I've had a lot of practice in, like, the last 750 days, right? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I, th- I do think that, um, like, that has helped me. I do hope, and I do think that in the next couple of years, as you're, teacher interactions grow from 7 to 14 to 21 based on how many teachers you've experienced. Mm-hmm. I do think that that number will grow. Um, I do think, too, it's like uh, from just being like a new teacher but also like a teacher here, I do think like next year will be easier for a lot of teachers um, because right now I do think we're trying to like set the foundation but also like the academic foundation. And then we have these great ideas as a school, but we're still we're still trying to like nail those downs, like right, like we've 
and now I'm not going to, like, call out the school, but, like, you know some of the things that we've, like, tried to start, and they flopped. Yeah. Right? Like, <laughs> we see those. Yeah, because from a student perspective, we feel like the administration here, or the admin, um, is, like, underprepared, but we also have to recognize that this is a brand new school. Yeah, like, nobody's prepared I think, for anything yeah, here. I think, well, not the hate, but the dislike of not being in the school is because you were uprooted from, like, schools that have been here longer obviously yeah. from central and their traditions and stuff like that and, and like the teachers in the room yeah have something different and better to offer yeah and you had like uh, you were adapting from something that like like for you you were a freshman or anything mm-hmm. it was still your first year but still you had established like kind of a comfort there yeah and it was my second year there and i was like okay i'm gonna graduate from the school and then i get told i'm moving and graduating possibly from another school i was like no, <laughs> I didn't like that at first. I'm yeah. kind of used to it now because this school does offer a lot more than I thought it was going for to. For example, what we're doing right now. Yeah, for uh, example. Yeah, what it makes me not want to go back because I've already rooted things in here and established things here. It's like so. the opportunity to go back does like could excite me. But at the same time, in the back of my mind, it's I've started something that could help a lot of people and that once we pass it down to other people, it could be a comfort for them that I really don't want to leave it behind. Yeah, it gives the school like something uh, kids are wanting to enjoy or find something new because I'm in the AV pathway. So how we kind of got access to this, but also because she's a junior and they want juniors to have priority. So she started it. She's our host. Yeah. We, we couldn't have done this without her. <laughs> she plans, like, who we're interviewing. Like, today I forgot we were doing during <laughs> Bronco Block, and yeah. I thought it would be better. So, <laughs> Which is all good. Yeah. Like, I think because I'm, like, I, like I'm not a taking initiative kind of person. Like, I mm-hmm. usually am on the sidelines. But once this idea came to my head, and I was like, I want to do this, and I found out, okay, maybe I should talk to Mr. Smith. And I pitched the idea, and he gave us the access. I was like, we're doing this. I sat down with two people, which were Abram and Angelina, and I said, do y'all want to do this? If you are, you have to be committed because I'm committed. And that's not that's not a like huge thing usually. Usually I back off from it. And so they've committed. Um, and sadly, yes, Abram is not joining us today, but I promise he will be back. <laughs> um, anyways, do you have any questions for us that you would like us to answer? Um, can I, yes, but can I circle back for a second? Yeah, yeah. go no, ahead. Because yeah, I, d- I do think you guys are t- touching on something that's really important about, like, our school atmosphere right now. Because um, I do think us highlighting the fact that, like, you guys went to schools that you liked, mm-hmm. right? And then you were just told you're coming to this new school, yeah. right? And I, I, I do think that's probably, I know that there's been, like, a lot of tension and, like, feelings about east as far as like especially in the junior class right because junior class you kind of already developed yourself somewhere else um and then what you guys do are doing here is great like you've kind of like in what you've said not like totally rebranded yourself but at least taken advantage of like opportunities in front of you and maybe have taken more leadership roles that you wouldn't have taken other places yeah um so i do like that's a big applaud and i do think the second semester has a different vibe than the first yeah. as far as like it's and I don't <laughs> y'all probably yeah so I do think that's like I think it's just kind of like the opposite of a honeymoon period right yeah. I rem- like I remember when I was like 
growing up, I when I was like nine, we were moving into a new house, right? We're moving into a new house that was two miles away from my old house. I grew up in like a double wide, and we were moving into a two-story house. Oh, and okay. I was extremely mad that we <laughs> yeah. were moving, right? Yeah. And, and, but that's like, it was just because I was used to being in this place. I didn't care that we moved to a bigger house, and it was still going to the same school, and it was right up the street. Like, I wanted to be at my place right here. Yeah. So I do think that that's kind of like a minor version of like what everybody is kind of feeling right now. And yeah. I think kind of slowly working out of, it's just kind of like moving, moving to a new place because that's mm-hmm. what you did. Especially when you liked the other place. And I think that's, like, not like a diss to East. But Mm -hmm. I do think that's, like, that's good that we have other great schools in the county, right? Like, Central and North, people liked going there. And so I think it's only natural when you like something, you say you can't do that thing anymore. And you have to go to a whole brand new community that there's going to be some pullback. Yeah. At least that's my perspective. So I I, I don't know. Sorry, I got a door open. (laughs) Oh, no. I think it's just my headphones creaking. Oh, it might have been mine, too. Yeah. Um, but, yes, I see where you're, like, your whole perspective on that, and I agree. Um, so, thank you for that. No, yeah, cool. Um, and you said questions, right? Yeah, you can ask yeah. us anything. Yeah, so, I guess, like, one would be, like, so we talked about, like, teachers on your schedule. And I'm not, obviously, not asking for names here, but, like, if you think about, like, teachers that, like, let me just ask as a whole, like, how what could teachers do in general? Um maybe maybe not changing like if they can't change their like whole curriculum right they can't teach uh they can't just make science a different thing right but what can they do i guess like within their classroom that's within like honestly reasonable ability to make their spaces more open for you guys do you want to answer first angelina Uh, i gotta think about that because i know not all teachers will be able to do that yeah especially because some teachers are busy obviously teachers have lives yeah (laughs) i think okay then i'll let you think about it i'll go ahead and get my answer for me it's kind of like um it doesn't have to be huge things but the little things so like for example like we interviewed him for our first um release and everything but mr lloyd Mm. um he goes out of his way all the time to kind of make it the point of just asking how are you doing how was your week how are you so far just the little things and just him doing that makes his classroom become a safe environment because it shows that he can take just a couple seconds out of his schedule and time when he could be using that to continue to teach us to just ask if we're doing okay sure oh i was vibing with the music um (laughs) (laughs) i think like asking the students what they want in that class because that's what lloyd did and it worked for a bit yeah you know um recently we've having like a pitfall of (laughs) just goofing off yeah it's (laughs) yeah but uh because i i prefer when the lights are off or when it feels homey in there instead of like the fluorescent lights and everything because the fluorescent lights might give you a headache, especially if you had a tough night and you don't want to look at at the board and stuff. But if the lights are off or there's like, you know, lamps, it's dim lighting, you kind of feel safer in there. Yeah. Sure. In a sense. Like you would think that would make you sleepy, but honestly, it relaxes me. Yeah. <laughs> um, anything else? Uh, I guess the last question would be like, so we talked about like what your teachers could do. What do you think like as far as like the student body like how peer-to-peer like i know we kind of like talked about specifically at the beginning like 
how like I try to manage mental health in my classroom. Is there a way, like, if not, like, with strangers, with the friend groups, or, like, how do you do that as, st- like, student to student? That's a good one. Um, <laughs> we just, I think, like, student to student usually just relates onto what's happening into life, try to give advice. Yeah. Um, th- try to help them out the best we can because we are students. Yeah. Some of us can drive, some of us can't. Um, just opening that space to be like, I'm a person that you can talk to if you need anything. I have teachers that I'm comfortable with. Like if you're having a tough day, we'll just go into this teacher's class, yeah. skip a period, help you calm down. And yeah, it is like going off of that is also like going into it, not being like, like how you said, like the response, like be wary of the response you're going to get from that. But like going into it being open and don't be judgmental of it because even if it's something you have never gone through it doesn't give you the area to be like oh well I've never done that that's not right because you don't know and so like and even especially with like also on top of that you might learn their coping mechanisms also don't judge that because you can't like you can try and help but also just be listening to what they're saying and then like um that was the other thing I was going to say. With the whole peer and peer thing, if you relate to it, oh, just kidding. No, I do know what I was going to say. Um, it was, there's the difference, like, know the difference between empathy and sympathy. Nobody wants to receive sympathy because it's more, I feel like that goes closer to pity. Um, but if you're empathizing with them, you're not giving them pity. You're kind of just trying to understand, in my perspective. Yeah, because some people out there don't want pity. They just want, you know, someone to listen to them. Yeah. Like, giving someone pity is, like, it makes you uncomfortable. Yeah. Or now you don't know if you want to talk about the situation. Yeah. Again, like, experiences that I've seen are my own experiences. When I tell somebody about something, they're like, oh, I'm so sorry that happened to you. Cool. But I didn't want that response. I just wanted you to be like, okay. And then we carry on with something else. Just thank you for letting me out. Now let's talk about something else, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but, yes. So what time is it? Yeah, a couple minutes. So wrap up in five. Yeah, wrap up in right. five. <laughs> <laughs> um, so off of that topic, if you would like, is there anything that you, like, have questions about what we're doing um, to kind of grasp a little bit, like, What's going on in here? Like with the, the podcast? Yeah. Yeah. So my biggest question is like, where do I access it? Okay. Oh, we so have an Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So we have an Instagram and I'll also plug it with this little blue button right here at the very Ooh, end of ours. Um, okay. We need to tell Abram to make um, printing like a QR code. Ah, so yes. it's easier to find yeah. it. We'll put it up like in yeah. here and around and everything. But, um... Oh, yes. So we have a Instagram, and it is under, let me double check, I'm pretty sure it's unlabeled podcast. Underscore podcast. Underscore right? podcast. Yeah. And in there, there's a link to our Spotify that has all yeah. the episodes on there. Awesome. Yeah, we okay. have one so far out. Looks like we are almost out of time. So we're going to go ahead and wrap everything up. So thank you, Mr. Stevenson, for coming in here and talking with us. Well, thank you guys so much. It was a lot of fun for sure. Of course, of course. Um, 
Angelina, would you like to tell everybody goodbye? Oh, I thought of a course. Of course, it's a horse. <laughs> I've been thinking <laughs> of that because everybody <laughs> keeps saying of course, but you know. Of course. <laughs> this is li- the little tidbit until we see you again. So Kay. goodbye. <laughs> okay. This is Emma signing off.